welcome again to Gethsemane Sundays from Gethsemane Lutheran Church in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Our presiding minister is Reverend Deborah Muter, music by Aaron Smith. The following sermon is from Sunday, February 21st, 2021. According to St. Mark, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove Jesus out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness for 40 days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus, who is the Christ. Amen. I already used my introduction with the kids, which is that rainbow story. Uh, I needed to be, I don't know if it was reminded or taught that again, uh, that so many times we see a rainbow in the sky and we say, and that's our reminder that God has promised never to destroy the world with the flood. It is a reminder to us, but it's very clear in Genesis twice. God says, I will remember my covenant. And I put this, when I set the bow in the clouds, I see it and remember the everlasting covenant that I've made with you. This is an interesting thought and perspective for us as Christian people. Sometimes I think we get God almost in our minds as a stone statue like Abraham Lincoln sitting in Washington, D.C., right? Just like this. Big white guy sitting there. There's a lot that's not very helpful in that, right? Sometimes God has been called the unmoved mover, the one who's done everything but doesn't get moved. But what I hear here, and what I hear throughout the Bible, including a few places in particular in Isaiah and in the reflections of the psalmist dealing with God, that God has an emotional life as well and that God has feelings about things, and that's very clear to us. But sometimes we just like God to be, again, that stone statue, just never moving, always the same, so we feel like God's dependable and there for us. But here's the thing. When has God ever not been there for us. Whatever it is that God is like, God is certainly dependable and there for us. And the thing is that when God changes, which God does, I know one of our hymns says that God never changes, but God changes, and when God changes, God changes for our good. God is like the teacher that just keeps grading those papers on the scale and saying, well, yes, Okay, I'm going to give you another break. I'm going to give you another chance. 
right? Everybody passes, not because you did a good job, but because Jesus died on the cross. And that's God, too. This Old Testament reading, this story of the flood, is an incredible story of God getting so ticked off with all of humankind, he says, that's it, I'm done. How many of you have ever said that? Come on, give me the Lutheran wave, right? I'm done. I said, I'm done. I just can't deal with this anymore, right? And we walk away, and the reality is that the, whatever this is is usually still there when we come back again. And that's what happened with God. There were still humans because God said, well, I'm not going to destroy them all. I've got this one good family. We're going to save them and start all over, start fresh. And God, in God's own wisdom, realized, hmm, they're still human beings. And they're going to mess up too. So I better not do this again. This is good news, people. It might be a little different than we read in our children's Bibles, but this is good news because God continues to forgive and make a new place for us all the time. Even this reading that, I don't know, in some ways, I guess because it's about baptism, the second reading may seem a little out of place. It's about baptism. But even that one is a reminder of how Jesus goes back. This, this if you're ever curious about that, on the third day, he rose again. Wait, wait, too far. He descended into hell, and on the third day, he rose again. Well, what about that? He, did, he died, was buried, he descended into hell, and the third day, he rose again. Well, what was Jesus doing during that time? Well, according to Peter, this is what he was doing. He went to hell. Okay, now I know you, you'll use that word properly, children, please, and adults, and straighten things out. There's another way to put it, but I won't quite say that. He went down and he freed those who had been sent, right, and brought them back among the living, not among this living, but into eternal life. Okay, that's another whole sermon, that's another whole Bible study in and of itself. But the idea that God is always going back and forgiving and bringing us back in because God loves us. That's the greatest emotion that God seems to exhibit at any point. Yes, there's some anger, there's some fury. God gets upset when things go wrong. God doesn't want it that way. But God always comes around and gives us that gift of renewal and forgiveness starting over again in our lives and in all of eternity. Good news. And brings us, this brings us then all the way to Mark 1. Here we are in Mark 1 again. We have heard this reading in various pieces over the last several weeks, certainly at Jesus' baptism. But Mark is so short and to the point that we have to get it all in there, right? Jesus gets baptized, comes up out of the water, right? can't ever pass up the opportunity to point out this beautiful piece of art with the descending dove and the, the rays of sun coming down and the water beneath. But you know what I think we see as much in this too? And you know how art can, can give, you, give you more than just the pieces that come together is I can almost feel the vibration of God's voice in that piece. You can tell by looking from where you are that this is no, this is a 3D piece. This is not a completely fat, flat painting called bas-relief, meaning there's a relief section of it, right, that it's back and forth here. 
And to me, it's like God's voice booming down in the words that come to Jesus. And of course, in Mark, Mark, there's a messianic secret. Hold on, I'm giving you lots of information here. If you need to, go home and listen to this again afterwards, right? The messianic secret in Mark is not so much a secret as a surprise. It's Jesus is the Messiah, but he's not about doing all kinds of crazy Messiah miracles too fast because he wants people to hear the true message first. Jesus knows if he starts healing and doing all kinds of things, that's all the people are going to want to hear about. That's all they're going to want to see, and they're not going to stop and listen. And so he's slow with that piece of information. And so when the voice speaks from the cloud, apparently Jesus seems to be the only one that hears it. We don't know for sure, because Jesus sees the heavens torn apart. God's voice booms down, you're my son, my beloved, with whom I am well pleased. The words that phrase by phrase are repeated with just a little bit of difference at the transfiguration, where Peter, James, and John get to hear and see, this is my son whom I love, listen to him. Our message as well as theirs. The rest of the gospel, the spirit then, after Jesus' baptism, immediately drives him out into the wilderness. This is like casting out demons, the same verb for that. This is a shove out the door. You are going out into the wilderness. Kind of with Jesus going like this. No, 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 I don't want to, right? Jesus more than once said he didn't want to do things. He did everything he was supposed to do. But he honestly said, if there's another way, God, that would be great. He still did what God called him to do. So if you ever feel bad about saying, I don't really want to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway, do it anyway and don't feel bad. We do what God calls us to do. He gets pushed out into the wilderness for 40 days. And then Mark, again, being so short and sweet, there's no pinnacle of the temple. There's no stones to turn into bread, at least not in this story. Got to read the other gospels for that. 40 days, Jesus is tempted by Satan. It makes it sound like he spent a full 40 days working against Satan, working with or against Satan the whole time. And finally, the next piece is as Mark goes on, John the Baptist gets arrested, and it's time for Jesus to step up. He says the time is fulfilled. That's Bible language for the time is now, let's get to work. Everything's ready. The stage is set. Let's get to work. The time is now. The stage is set for the first century AD. The time is set. The stage is ready here and now. 2021, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Gethsemane Lutheran Church. You, me, we are called here and now to go along with this God who loves and cares for us. This God who gets emotional about us. Kind of like that. That's how much God cares. Caring and loving enough to send his son to come to give us new life. In this season of Lent, let us consider what God has done for us. Let us listen to Jesus and follow along. Amen.
This has been a Wayne Shout production.